Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. Glad to be here. Uh, we are still in our, we were still in, we just started our fifth season. I got my brother Ashuk with me today. Michael's, uh, Pastor Michael's a little under the weather. And in fact, Ashuk was for a while too. So we're glad he's back. And because we, we want to start a little, uh, a, a little bit, right? We do want to start a, uh, a something of a Bible study, but just talking about some books of the Bible. That's kind of our plight. This segment in our uh, fifth season. So we want to, we want to start to do those things. That's what we plan to do. And it's just that with Pastor Michael being sick and Ashuk was sick and I was trying to fill in a little bit and do some other stuff. But I think we are going to start today. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Any questions, any concerns? But we are going to start the epistle of James today. And um, we're just going to continue to ride through it um in this fifth season and see how far we get and what kind of, kind of conversations it could it can induce and i think it, i think it'll be a good study and it'll be more like just us speaking through the book why well, i don't know if we'll go verse for verse we might i you know we'll just take it as it goes but let me just uh get my co-host here brother ashuk and uh, let him tell you what's going on with him and michael in the church there and we'll 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 dive right into it Hello and uh, good uh, good evening, good night from my time, and probably <laughs> good morning there. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back here. Yeah, I was really down. So was my pastor Michael, and so were many of us at church. Uh, some sort of a viral fever or something going around now, and it's uh, getting us all sick. Uh, but apart from that, uh, so we had to cancel a couple of Bible studies and everything at church because of the the viral fever and everything so but uh, apart from that god has been gracious and uh, everybody is recovering now and so everything uh, hopefully will be back to the way it was yeah thank you ashuk it's good to have you okay so basically the the name of this study we can call it count it all joy right i mean that's that's always <laughs> <laughs> that's always something yeah. that uh, people uh depict from james but i think right mm -hmm. off the bat i think right off the bat as we look at the epistle of james and it says james a servant of god and of the lord jesus christ to the 12 tribes in dispersion greetings now we were talking on the on the on the before we got on about who does James mean about who's the 12 tribes? Who's he speaking to now? Me and Ashuk were talking about that James being mainly an apostle to the Jews. I think the 12 tribes here is actually speaking about not literally the 12 tribes, but the new Israel. So Ashuk, so can you expound on that? How would, if we are correct, I think it is the new Israel, what does James mean by the new Israel? Expound on that if, if you can. 
Yeah. So uh, the new Israel. So one of the things uh, that the Bible does or the way God has let the redemptive history unfold itself has been through a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of typology uh, Mm -hmm. and all these literary uh, devices have been used where there are certain aspects of the Old Testament, certain symbolisms, a certain group of people, all of it representing something greater uh, that would be revealed through Christ. Christ is the mystery or the mysterio of the uh, Bible. And that great mystery is unraveled in the new covenant when uh, Christ establishes a new covenant and he builds his church. So one of the, uh, one of such types that we have in the Old Testament is the people of God, Israel. Right. So Israel uh, being a nation and an ethnic group and everything, they have an identity. And we, uh, the covenant theologians usually say that church is the eschatological Israel. It's a fulfillment of Israel. So Israel was supposed to represent the people of God in a certain uh, sense. They were, they were recognized by the law keeping. Uh, they were identified by... Uh, strict moral code, uh, codes and law, and uh, God being the center of her, uh, guiding and leading them, and uh, a people set apart for the purpose of God, in, in that sense. The kingdom of God was ba- basically the Jewish people. And in the new covenant that we see that the whatever we had in Jews was just a symbol or a type of something greater to come. Uh, because even Abraham's vision was not just any people, but Abraham's vision of the followers of God or the children of God or sons of Abraham being as much as the sand of the sea or the stars in the sky. When John sees the same vision, he sees people of every tribe and tongue. So that's a mystery that through Christ, the salvation is not just for Jewish people or Israel, but it's for the new Israel. It is for the, not for the children of Abraham in flesh, but for the children of Abraham uh, in faith. So hence the whole concept of new Israel uh, being church. couple good points there. And another thing too, if we look at the old Israel, just for a second, we looked at their captivity with the Syria and Babylon. We looked at that kind of scattering, right? They were scattered abroad. I mean, they were taken into captivity. And here, I think James in using that same language now the Jews have been scattered, so to speak, because of the persecution of maybe the Romans at that time. So, And I think the eschatological inference there is that someday they're going to be brought back to the new Jerusalem. And I, I know we're getting kind of, but I think there's a lot there in where James says to the 12 tribes in dispersion, being yeah, scattered, yeah. right? And I think just like, Assyria and Babylon had uh, at one time came against the Jews and they were scattered. So this typology that you're talking about is really, really important uh, because (laughs) now as Christians, you know, James is saying, you know, we are scattered, but someday to be brought back like God brought them back from Assyria and God brought them back from (laughs) Babylon. Does that make any sense, Ashuk? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk about the testing of their faith. I know that's a big thing. This is how we're going to approach this. We know some of the terms that James uses. 
you know, the testing of their faith is something that, that for me, for the testing of their faith is going to be the persecution that they're going to get from not only the Romans, Ashuk, but their own mm-hmm. people, right? Their own people mm-hmm. are going to give them some type of problem because now that they're Christians and they're kind of leaving the the Jewish faith, so to speak, if, if I can say it like that. Yeah, true. Uh, and we also see the pressure, even, even with the circumcision party. And uh, it's interesting that both in Matthew 16, I, I think uh, it's both the Pharisees, yeah, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they come together to test Jesus Christ, right? Two groups of people who do not like each other. They suddenly come together to test Jesus Christ. Yeah. And uh, when, it, when they have a common uh, enemy, and you can say it's basically the legalists and the antinomians coming together, or the legalists and the uh, uh, the liberals coming together because both don't like Jesus Christ. They come and ask for a sign uh, from Christ Jesus. And... Uh, we see that even Jesus says the same thing. My own people have disavowed me, right? And that's a prophecy about Jesus Christ as well. And he comes and his own people would dislike him and uh, deny him. And if if that's what is being done to the master, how much more will they do to the servants of the master? So in that uh, sense, yes, uh, it's not just the Romans, but their own people who are going to be against Christians. Yeah, I do believe both those parties are involved in that and and the other thing too yeah the enemy of my enemy is my friend right there's an old <laughs> there's there's an old saying about the yeah. enemy of and of my enemy yeah he's a pharisee right? but yeah you know well i'm saying the pharisees and sadducees were on on different sides of the fence but they came yeah. together when it came against uh yeah, Jesus, yeah. obviously so this this testing of their faith we know that there's a test here of the faith and and james is saying that you know that's you're going to get tested. You know, um, you need to be steadfast in these trials, right? And basically, the testing of one's faith, if I may mm-hmm. say, actually shows one, shows somebody having genuine faith. Is, is that a fair point? Yeah, it is. And it just goes on to agree with the words of Jesus when he uh, talks about the house that is built on the sand versus house that is built on the rock. So the both the houses are met with a storm. So let's think of the storm as the difficulty or the trials. How does the what happens to the house built on the rock? It stands, right? So if the foundation of our faith is on Jesus Christ, if Jesus Christ is the foundation of our faith, then when the storms of pain and difficulty and trials hit, we will stand. So that that just proves that we are Christians because we are able to stand, not by our, our own merit, not by our own strength, but because Jesus supplies the faith, Jesus supplies that strength, Jesus supplies the strength and grace required for perseverance. Yeah, so there's there's a question in James that's, and this is the way we're doing this, this is fun, this is this is more having a conversation about James in, in the early parts, of the, the first chapter of James. Um, there's, there's this one that troubles uh, some people about uh, when James says that if you lack wisdom, mm-hmm. that if you ask to for this wisdom, that God will grant it and give it to you. And, you know, wisdom comes from prayer for God's help. And the Bible says he gives generously. And for mm-hmm. me, Ashuk, I, I want to hear you on this. The wisdom here 
that mm. that they would need is to just exactly know what we're speaking about here, that you are under persecution, just like Israel in the past, though this is the new Israel, kind of nothing changed but the zip code, right? But here that the wisdom here is that when you are truly a people of God, God's mm-hmm. elect, you're going to come under persecution. Would that be the wisdom maybe James is speaking about here? Could be that. Could be that they are not able to put the trials under the right category. Ah. And they do not know how to respond to that. And so he says, ask for wisdom and God would give it to you. Uh, because the opposite of that seems to be doubting. But let him ask in faith without, with no doubting. For he... He who doubts is like a wave of sea driven and tossed by the wind. Uh, for let no man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded, unstable, unstable in all his ways. So uh, he is expecting the people who are going through trials to be standing strong, to be trusting in the Lord uh, when they're asking for this uh, wisdom, to understand the situation better, perhaps. That, that's one way to think about it, I think. Yeah. The other thing, too, this double mind, this is an interesting word, Ashur, mm-hmm. double minded, actually, now think about this, actually means two sold, two mm-hmm. sold. So you think about, and, and that's, I think that's a huge challenge today, especially in the world we live in. Double minded mm-hmm. is having one foot in the world and one mm-hmm. foot in the church. That's a, yeah. man, that's a challenge for all of us, right, Ashur? Yeah, it is. Yeah, for Christians too, it is a it, That's what it I is mean. A challenge, yeah. World one from the church, please. <laughs> yeah, so the double-mindedness that he talks about, I but I'm assuming it's some sort of a severe form of it. Uh, there is a, for example, John talks about the difference between having sin versus being a worker of lawlessness. He brings out that categorical difference. So there is a sense in which everybody has sin versus being workers of sin. Similarly, there seems to be uh, men who are identified to be double-minded men, unstable in all his ways, in all his ways, not one of his ways or uh, one or two aspects of the life, but all all his ways. I don't imagine James would look at somebody like Apostle Paul and say say he's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Though he's a Christian who has struggles with sin, uh, who would say that I am the, the chiefest of all sinners. It is true of Paul too. He is a sinner. He is no Jesus Christ. But then it's highly unlikely Paul, uh, James would look at such a man and say, hey, here is an unstable man. So I would imagine that James is talking about just not any sort of Christian instability, but some severe form of instability. That it, 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 his very life is hypocritical. He is unstable in all his ways, like like the word of God says here. Those are really good points. And you did talk about the Apostle Paul. That brings up another something that we can delve in. You know, uh, Luther, who we know was a great man of God, but Luther actually, when he read the epistle of James, he called it an epistle of straw. And I think, <laughs> and I, you know, so you can see people are sanctified in spots because Luther did get it wrong. He was thinking that James was teaching something different than Paul. Mm. But I think Paul was coming from a vantage point of justification by faith alone. But I think Mm -hmm. James is coming from the point is if you are truly a Christian, if you are truly Mm -hmm. justified, 
then mm. something is going to show in your life. So I don't think they were against each other. I think they were actually speaking the same thing from two different angles. Does that make sense to yeah. you? Too? Yeah, that, that makes sense because uh, what uh, James says is very true. Even the uh, even the devil and the demons here in Shudder. So they know that Jesus Christ is God. So it's not any faith. There is something about this faith that is different. There's, there's something about this faith that is regenerative. There is something about this faith that changes the person and causes them to um, act out uh, in that faith. So that would be, I guess, opposed to this instable, unstable base or uh, double-mindedness that uh, perhaps James talks about in the beginning. But yeah, J James is looking at people who claim to be having faith but have absolutely nothing to back it up. Yeah, but yeah, definitely we have to be very careful with that distinction the law gospel distinction that uh, it's not faith plus works that justifies, but justification is only through faith and works is a result of it. Works doesn't cause justification. Works don't cause faith, but works is just an outflow of faith. You know, there seems to be two in, in the epistle of James, I, I love the, these conversations. These are really good because we're just mm. kind of explaining the book because there mm. seems to be another um, type of endurance that James is, James is speaking here about steadfastness, endurance. You're going to be under trial. You're going to be under tribulation. The one who endures. I think there's this endurance also that James speaks about. In other words, I think he says, if you endure, um, you will obtain a crown of life. Now, that that's a huge theological issue now, because we don't, we're not saved by works, but mm -hmm. our good works show that we're saved. We, we spoke about that. But I think now this comes to another doctrine, and we got about five minutes here, another doctrine about sovereignty and responsibility, God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. Can you, can you help us on that, Ashuk? In five minutes? <laughs> what happened? Uh, in five minutes on God's sovereignty and responsibility? <laughs> you can do it, Ashuk. Well, you can start it anyway. We can, we can continue it uh, later. Yeah. So, um, God is sovereign, completely sovereign, in complete control of everything. Um, and this knowledge is beyond us. This knowledge is beyond our ability of complete comprehension that he expects things from us. He expects us to do certain things. Uh, he has a law and we are supposed to keep the law, but we keep this out of gratitude. We do not keep this out of bondage under the law, but out of gratitude uh, for what he has done. But even as we keep the law and do everything, we find in Philippians that it is Jesus Christ who both wills and works in us to do all of it. And even as we do that, uh, we will we see in Psalm 121 that it is God who keeps our feet from being moved. And even as we uh, keep the law of God and we try to obey and do everything, we find out from the ending of Jude that it is Christ Jesus who keeps us blameless till the day. So something happens there, and I believe that sound theology here is to say, I have absolutely no idea what, what to do with that. There's a, there's a point at which we just give up and say, God makes it work. 
uh, even as we obey out of gratitude, we know that it is Christ working through us. Where is that exact line of how much Christ and how much man? And, but yeah, somehow it works together. <laughs> you just well, I to, think uh, I, I'm sorry. I think you're right. In fact, Spurgeon called it an antinomy. Spurgeon said mm-hmm. it was like two different lines running um, separate, sovereignty uh-huh. and responsibility. But some way, somehow, they work. Um, mm-hmm. And again, we know God is sovereign. We know God's got a people. But we're not robots, obviously. But but God does have a people. And and I think Paul Paul gives you another antinomy, right? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, but it's God, it's God who works in you to do his yeah, good pleasure, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's another antinomy. But but I think that, you know, in, in, in getting into the weeds, and we only got a couple of minutes here, mm-hmm. but sometimes we, we some the problem is, Ashuk, sometimes we remove ourselves so far away and we look at, you know, Listen, these were new believers. You know, they were they just came to faith in Christ. Mm. As we know, James is one of the earliest epistles written, probably in the middle 40s or, um, you know. So there's a lot of stuff going on. They're new believers. They're coming up mm-hmm. against the Roman government, their own Jewish people that they grew up with are probably, you know, ridiculing them and... So there's a lot of stuff going on that we don't really talk about enough. Well, it's the same way today. When somebody becomes a new believer, now they have to, their friends maybe, I don't want to say persecute, maybe persecute, but there's a Mm. lot, there's a lot that's going on that we don't, I don't know if we see enough. We don't put ourselves in the scriptures, we we're too far removed from them, and I think that's that that's a problem. You agree with that? That's that's very much true. You know, because sometimes I think that you know we, we you know we need to realize these are real people in real situations, uh, not easy situations, and they're dealing with a Roman mm-hmm. government that's ruthless, and then they're dealing with a Roman government who's in cahoots with the Jews, who are not mm-hmm. Christians. <laughs> And they're on the run. Yeah. They're they're scattered. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and James is trying to encourage them. So we got about a minute left. Just give us a word of wisdom, if you can, in in, in the next minute. Then we'll close out this session. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure you have much more wisdom to offer than I can. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, from the the epistle of James is considered new New Testament uh, wisdom literature. And uh, even even if we could, I don't know if we'll go. We'll be going back to James after this. But then uh, there's uh, much here how he does not bring uh, or cause an unnecessary dichotomy between deeds and faith, right? And unne- I mean, there are there are places where we should bring the dichotomy, but we bring an unnecessary dichotomy. Uh, especially, for example, he does not separate what comes out of the tongue from the desire of the heart. Uh, right, they seem like two different things, but he says that everything that we do uh, flows out of our desire, and uh, this is where John Piper enters the chat and starts talking about desire. Uh, right, like he always mentions that uh, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. Amen. And it is it is all in our heart. It's all about our pleasure. Where do we find our pleasure? And we find our pleasure in God. Then the works flow. Uh, what works flow, the kind of works that glorify God. So it, it's not about works. 
it's always about the desire it's always about the heart it's always about treasuring jesus christ in our hearts amen yeah, okay so yes we are going to go back we're going to go back to james so his will do if you promise to come back and help me out with james will you do that um because yeah, I'll we'll, do that. and we'll kind of talk about hearing and doing of the word when we get back we'll recap a few things but for right now mm -hmm. um we'll sign off and we'll uh we're going to try to continue in james even when pastor michael comes back but me and ashuk may do another show in james so be looking for that and this is street talk theology pastor dominic romaldi where we take theology and we bring it to the streets in jesus name thank you for joining us for street talk theology with pastor dominic romaldi you can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.